Welcome to The Things We Say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. This is a topical podcast where the topics are chosen at random. Sometimes they will be profound, and sometimes they will be stupid. But no matter what, we have a lot to say about them. We are known for the things we do. We become the things we think. We live the things we believe. These are the things we say. It's good to be back on the things we say. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Nate. And uh, yeah, uh, let's just jump right into it. Because <laughs> I'm all out of sorts tonight. I the know. whole table is rearranged. We are. We're gonna be we're gonna be a-okay. Yes, yes. And why is why are we out of sorts and why is the table all rearranged? I was gonna stall this as long as possible, <laughs> but you're just gonna introduce her. I'm right just away. gonna go right for it because if we don't, then we're going to hear about that we waited too long to <laughs> The whole to thing was her. to stall as long as we could. Because we told her not to talk until she acknowledged. I just don't have the patience or the confidence <laughs> in trying that tactic. Welcome to Kayla. Yes. Woo, woo. Yeah, there we go. Kayla, <laughs> Kayla, for those the of you... The noise we told you not to make. Yes. It's the first noise you made really other than made laughing. it a lot quieter than I could have. Yes, you did. I, I at least appreciate that. <laughs> Kayla, for those of you who don't know, is my wife. Mine being Nate. Nate is the name of me, and Kayla is my wife, and she is on our podcast with us right now. So here we go. She's been she's been dying to get on this podcast and set the record straight. Well, what I wanted to do was go back through all of the episodes and mark down everything that was incorrectly spoken about me. Oh my gosh! But this I didn't have think about it until this morning. <laughs> Oh, my word. So I wish I would have done it, but I didn't. Okay, give us your top two then, at least. Okay, well, I do want to say about the trash can thing. Sheldon said... Yes, the, the trash can beside your bed that you put <laughs> way too many things <laughs> yes. in, or mm-hmm. too large of things. Okay, in my defense, Nate's side of the bed at the time was on my side of the room, because we both had dressers. Wait, your room is sided, and it's not the side you sleep on. Okay, we had both had dressers, which were on opposite side of the rooms, but the way that the or opposite side of the room, but the way the bed was oriented, Nate will not sleep on any side of the bed except for the left side. I he, have my side, and so my <laughs> dresser was on the left married. side of the room. So his bed, so he had his little trash can there. So when I want to throw away like tags off of dresses or like. I don't know, shoe boxes because I got a new pair. I put them in his trash can because I'm not going to walk all the way around the bed to my trash can. So that is why his trash can was always fuller than mine. Wait, not my fault. There's two trash cans in this bedroom. There are two. There and, were two. They're not anymore. And both of them are under. <laughs> Some people have separate bank accounts. Our bedroom is way too small. Here, it's listen, too small. Listen, listen. She's she's bypassing the issue here. The issue is not. So much that she threw them in my trash can, although that was irritating because she knew I didn't like this. She was throwing away things that were bigger than the trash can into <laughs> in the, the trash, trash can. can. That was the point. But I always smashed them to fit. No, they did not fit. <laughs> and the funny thing is now she is not doing that with our bedroom trash can anymore. She has now moved on to our bathroom trash can, which now has a little, it's a little like wicker basket trash can that's even smaller than the bedroom trash cans. Okay. And because it has Hold a on. lid that you can place on it, she thinks that fixes it. So she'll throw away a big thing and put the lid on top of whatever Just the big thing it. is. No, yeah, that's not why the... I put the lid on. I put the lid on to kind of hide, but let me, okay, wait that's a minute. That's what I just said. Neither of you are moms. Any mom <laughs> listening to this podcast knows that when you are walking around your house and organizing and trying to like clean 
clean up all the stuff from the day. You're like, you know, going to a million different places. So sometimes I pick up trash and I don't want to walk all the way to the kitchen to throw away the trash. So if I'm on the side of the bedrooms, I'm going to go to the bathroom to throw away the trash. And sometimes it's something bigger, but I'm saving steps <laughs> if here. If it's bigger, just in put the, the trash process. in it and then take that with you when you leave the room. Eh, that's too much work. I usually have my hands full of other stuff. <laughs> Weren't you, aren't you always trying to get more steps in in a day though? Isn't that a thing for you? Well, yeah, but... Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna admit, Kayla and I are not as antagonistic <laughs> as we appear to be. Usually not. Usually not. Sometimes though. Sometimes. Wait, are though. you speaking for you or her? Because I know Kayla to be quite antagonistic. No, no Nate yes. is very antagonistic. Whoa, Let the, yes. See? Yes, he is. See, this is what happens. <laughs> anyway, I have a did you know? And this will not be a major revelation, but I'm curious if if you guys actually know this. Did you know that Prince, his actual name is Prince? It is not a stage name. It's not something he picked for himself. Uh, I did not know that. That is his actual name. His given name is Prince Rogers Nelson, <laughs> which is a phenomenal name. It sounds like nobility. It sounds like nobility. I mean, it's a cool yeah, name. It's a title. And for a long time, I thought that Prince was his stage name, especially when that whole you know artist formerly known as Prince thing happened in the... What was it, late 90s or whatever? But yeah, Prince was Prince. That was not a, uh, a show buddy name or anything. That was just legit his name. Huh. Prince, Prince Rogers Nelson. Very cool. So there you go. There's my <laughs> did you know. Nothing, nothing Prince deep. Prince was actually Prince. Prince was Prince. Prince of a fella. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very underrated guitarist, actually. That's probably one of the saddest things about Prince. He was so flashy that you missed that he was ab absolutely a phenomenal musician. That he was just being... Amazing on guitar. Yes. Or bass or piano. Actually, anything he touched, he was he was a freak. But there he is. Anyway, so that's my did, did you know. Did you know that on the things we say, we only have one sound effect? We do. <laughs> Kayla, what is that sound effect? <laughs> she wanted to hit the bell. <laughs> okay, but I so. wanted to hit it at like a significant point in that the That was podcast. significant. You just I illustrated know. itself. No, but it's not significant. Anyway, anymore. let's not it argue. It will come. <laughs> let's not argue anymore. It will. <laughs> okay. All right. So what was another thing that you wanted to set the record straight on <laughs> other than the trash can? You that did say there you were a couple like of things. You feel like you've been unfairly dragged in this podcast. Um, that was the only thing I could specifically think of um, because I didn't go back through all the podcasts. I'm sure there's um, a myriad of things that I could oh, a myriad of defend things. myself on, but that's, that's the only one I could think of. <laughs> It'll just have the top to of my head. float around yeah. out there. In the ether. Who knows? Yes. Oh, my god! But you were telling us that our podcast could be better. No, I was saying your podcast's Instagram and social media presence could be better. Right. But Starting you guys are old men and Instagram. do not, yeah, the things you guys post on Instagram, it could be better. But it's not that we're, it's not an old man thing. It's just a we have lives. Well, that's like the social media of today. Yeah. What, if you want to like get yourself out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it's fair. I don't know that we want to get ourselves out there. Okay, that's fine then. <laughs> we just need to have somebody else take over our social media. That's is, probably is what it fair. comes down to. That you is. can take over our social media. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Nelson does I'll show notes. You it. do social media. Okay. There you go. Do I get paid? No. no. You get paid the same thing that Nelson gets paid and that <laughs> Sheldon and I get paid. <laughs> Which I will is not nothing. even put him in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to even get put in the show credits. Maybe oh, if we man. redo our outro... We can put you in there. Oh, my yeah, there word. You go. Social media. I, I know actually, a guy. Actually do, I actually do need to redo it because we actually are, are putting on more platforms yeah. than just uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. 
Yeah. So I actually do need to tweak that. I've thought about cha- like updating our whole, our whole intro. Yeah, that would be but good. I just I just don't know. Some people think that even if you sped it up a beat and a half, that would do yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. I hate when people change their intros to their podcast. Oh. It throws me off. No, I mean, it would still be the same music. We would just do the voiceovers again. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the, the music. Intro would be, yeah, yeah, the intro I had would someone, be the same. I had a podcast I was listening to for a while. They changed the music. Really threw me off. I'm, I'm with you on that. Aaron, I didn't like it, although now it just is what it is. Yeah, Aaron Mankey's... Uh, most recent uh, unobscured. unobscured. I have trouble listening to it, and it's purely because he changed he changed the intro music, which is huh. silly, but it affects me because I really love that intro music. Like it moved it moved me to hear that intro music literally the every best time I heard it. Podcast intro music is Stephen Crowder's Strange Animal. That is I one. I think of I know that one. The best <laughs> intros I've ever heard. <laughs> I just I look forward to it anytime <laughs> I, I hear that podcast. I well, think it's amazing. Well, his dog just died. What? Yeah, his dogo just died after having cancer for however long. Hmm. It's sad. I didn't know that. Maybe I don't listen enough. <laughs> oh. It, he he did a very sad Instagram post about it. Well, there you go. There we go. Let's see. What do you got? Um, I'll find it. You guys can keep going. It's okay. Fine. Sometimes I feel like Nate might get a complex because he'll be making a very good point and he's talking and I'm not looking at him at all. But And I'm just like scrolling through yeah, my phone. Yeah, but we both do that to each other. No, but that bothers me. When You're we're not Because I feel like he's not paying attention. But this attention. isn't no, a conversation. This isn't this a conversation is a like that. This is I us. know, but still. And if we have a point that we're trying to make, we got to get it so that we can actually put it on the on the show. We can't just like wait until later. It is the best time. There it is. Oh, yeah. Nate is dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So it's so good. It's such a good intro. So, but so let's talk a little bit about why you're so opinionated on our podcast, but also one of the reasons that you can be so opinionated about it because you have actually had a lot of experience diving into social media and using social media as essentially a selling point for yourself. So talk um, a little bit about that. Well, I so haven't done podcasting. <laughs> no, my wife I'm is confused. not a prostitute. No. <laughs> okay. That's going to be the quote that you should use for the intro. That's, um, that, we're going to call this episode that. <laughs> no, my wife is not a prostitute. No, I um, did some blogging for a while and um, my the only platform that I used really was Instagram. I used Facebook for a little bit. Um, and like linked the two, but it was just too much to keep track of both. Yeah. So I switched to solely Instagram and I did, um, some blog posts of just like stories about like our life or like my birth stories, things like that. Um, just about motherhood. But then I also did some things where I like promoted things. Um, and I had like Amazon links and things like that. I did make a little bit of money through Amazon, um, like with the like affiliate links. Mm. Oh, um, cool. And something that people did not know. Oh, did you know? Ooh, I have one. (laughs) There you go. Did you know that with affiliate links, so if you go to anybody's blog that has an affiliate link where it's like a blue icon, you can click it, and it takes you to Amazon or a website or whatever of a product that they are promoting. Did you know if it's through Amazon, you can buy anything off of Amazon. If you clicked on the link and then you like decide like, oh, I don't want to buy this you know, beauty product and you like start searching other things and you end up buying, I don't know, 
something car. bizarre. Can you buy a car on Amazon? No. I mean, Why not? Not even a I don't know. That might happen though, because now you can buy cars through like that machine. Oh, oh yeah. It's like on commercials. Thing. But anyway, whatever you click through the link, if you end up purchasing something from Amazon, it's a portion of that that goes to, to the person who had it on like so you the blog. F- so you follow, if you click the link, but you end up buying, you end up going and it takes you to Amazon and you end up browsing Amazon and buying something totally unrelated. Yes. Then it's the a portion of that. Or whoever's. Okay, yes. still gets a kickback. What from if that. you buy the very thing that they're advertising? Then they you don't still get anything? no. Then you still get the same. You still get back. the same thing. Yeah. Oh. So you get like a percent of the item. The percent can change bought, based on the items. What if somebody bought like multiple items? Yeah, then you can get a percent of the entire purchase. Wow. So the funny thing is, is as a blogger, if you are an affiliate with Amazon, you actually get like monthly statements, so you can get on and actually see what people purchased. <laughs> Oh boy! So I um, did listen to a podcast of some bloggers that are affiliates with Amazon, and they were like listing some of like the most bizarre things that people had bought through their links. Pretty funny. So did you know? That's horrifying. But you can't actually see who purchased what, but but you can see what was purchased. Wow. Well, which makes sense because they're paying you based off of it. Right. 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 Yeah. So I did that for a short time. I'm not doing it anymore. But it was fun while it lasted. Yes. And and you did it well while you did it. Thank you. You did. Okay. Your best poop story. I know you like to talk about poop. You can do it. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> Wait. Sheldon Stauffer <laughs> yep. is asking me no. about poop. No, because oh you're the one who wants to talk about it so much. I so do not want to talk go. about I am legitimately blushing. I don't want to talk about poop anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, you hold do. on, hold on. Yes, we need a backstory for poop. So, Sheldon, <laughs> yes, what do. is your first memory of me? Do you remember how we met? Yeah. Okay, go. It was on a no. Actually, we had met before, but okay, you didn't really know that. But when we really well, like, I visited your church when you were still going to the Mennonite church. Okay. Wherever. So I had met you and your sister. Well, and, I I knew your parents before okay. the Naz. Yeah. Okay. And then we were, you were at the church for a little while, and I wasn't at the church too long till I started helping. Okay, at the, the Nazarene. Ministry. So we're talking right and now. You were you were in youth group, and I was yes. a youth leader. So the church we currently attend. And when I, I so started going, this I was wasn't seventeen. Come up, but I was not going to bring it up. I know you weren't. <laughs> So oh I'm just gosh. ripping the Band-Aid off. Okay, <laughs> okay. This is hilarious. But but here's the thing. Like, there was... So what, what we learned about me in the last podcast is going to come a little bit into play here. <laughs> okay, is, I didn't listen to it. What was it? Going, I went back and was talk, we were talking a little bit about how I get in an argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what I will do as soon as I figure out that someone's on the other side is I will go as far the other way as I possibly can to get them to defend their position. Okay. So basically the way this works is the reason I'm so hard on the Enneagram is that I legitimately want someone to take the time to to explain it to me in a way that makes sense and give me the top three reasons why it's a legitimate, useful tool. And you should be doing it. So, yes, the best way to get there is to say, for me, in my mind, is to say the Enneagram sucks. I don't see why anyone uses it. And then the person who feels connected to it is going to be like, what? Why would you say that? Here is, and they start to try and convince you, but they're going to start with their best three points. They're not going to try and soft sell me. They're going to actually come at me and try and sell me on the best three you points of their idea. You are tricky. So <laughs> that's, that's legitimately how I argue. And I will take up a contrary position 
as far as I can just so, to see what the other one says. Yes. So, so, so Sean's trying realize, to explain that he was very contrary with me when I, I was a realize, teen. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was going to be challenged on what I said. And as soon as I was challenged on it, I went all the way over here <laughs> because I knew that Kayla would respond. Yes. yes. And she did. Yes. yes and she it did. was epic and it was awesome and I enjoyed every minute of it. Oh my gosh. But the problem that I did not factor in because I'm a little more mature now than I was. <laughs> um, I would that, hope that we're both a little more mature. <laughs> is that sometimes people are developing their first impressions of you while, <laughs> while you're while doing this? You are, I will never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. It was so loud because it was me and you yes. fighting on a bus on about a bus. poop. About poop, and everybody <laughs> on the bus was wait kind of we developing. We need to call Joel. What opinion. did Joel think about this Joel at the didn't time? Care. No, Joel <laughs> just was like, "I'm not getting involved with that." I know okay, Joel well so enough to on. know that. So let me set up the story. So I'm 17. So this is 12 years ago. I would love to ago. hear your perspective on this. It, I've shut it down every time since because I don't want to hear it. Well, I'm 17, and I am in the youth group at the current church that we're going to. And Sheldon is a youth leader on this trip, and we're driving to Canada on a massive bus for a mission trip. And, okay, I was just coming into my own being in that youth group, though. That was my first mission trip there. Yeah. And I was really new. Yeah, I was new to the youth group, but whatever. So, anyway, at the time... We were talking about poop because we're all stuck on this massive bus. <laughs> Why else were we talking about poop? I can't remember. Well, probably because there was a toilet on the bus and somebody brought up that nobody should poop in the toilet on the bus. We did put like eight people in that bathroom on that trip. It yeah. was in crazy. The bus bathroom. Okay, but anyway, so we're all on this bus and I bring up poop and Sheldon says that no woman should ever be talking about poop. <laughs> And no, that is not at all what I said. <laughs> oh, we need I to said something about. <laughs> I said something about how it's not pretty like, no, I said something about to guys. It's often not attractive when girls start just like talking about poop to which I responded so, with talking more about, poop. right? <laughs> and so obviously I dug in a contrary position and it got to what she's saying there where I was like, no, no lady should ever talk about it. Yeah. Which, and so that honestly is not... my first impression of Sheldon is this poop <laughs> conversation. And we also talked about farts because we're talking about poop. So they kind of go yeah. together. And I was like, I, would like kind of. I said, I would like to pretend that my wife never farts. Yes. And, and he said rainbows, you know, and yes. unicorns. And, and you said that you would claim amazing. your wife's fart, which Nate would never do that for yeah. me. Yeah. Ever. Nate would never claim would my fart. I throw you under no, the bus He would. He would say Kayla farted. If we're sitting <laughs> at a place and she would fart, which she would never do. And never. And it would like, people would be like, who was that? I'd be like, bro, that was me. So I'm you, sorry. So you take died. one for the team. But if it was like you and her just riding in the car. Oh, yeah. That is you wouldn't claim that. Oh, one. no. Nate, would not, not Nate wouldn't even take one for the team. No, I'd, I'd, I'd throw you right out but there. But I don't think I'd really expect you to because I can handle myself. It's not a you problem can. that we've ever encountered in 15 years. I don't know why it's it was. Not one, yeah, it's so not why one. did that come up? That's just so funny. But, yeah, so that was my first impression of Sheldon. <laughs> yeah, um, I can also give my first impression story of Nate if you would like. Oh, can I just great. say? Okay. Can I just say first before you get into that? <laughs> no, you cannot defend yourself before no, my story. No, it has nothing to do with that. It okay. is incredibly 
impressive to be literally sitting between the two of you right now because the unbelievable volume <laughs> of the ambient levels of your voices and on top of me having my ears in my ear and hearing you through the mics is I can literally physically feel the, the sound, sound waves hitting my face That's sitting hilarious. between you here. And it is, it is awe-inspiring, like going whale watching or something. There's just something... That level of impressive right now. Well, I'll take it. Yes. Um, okay, my first impression of Nate. Okay. I was also 17. Let, let me let me at least state, though, I have no memory Wait, of this Wait, you whatsoever. guys are the same age. So Nate and Sheldon would both have been 23 at the time. Actually, Sheldon's a little younger than me. A month. Yes. Okay, so you would have still been 23. Nate's an old man right now. He's like a whole 36. I don't even know what that's like. I know you are 36. I am 36. Okay, so I'm 17. Nate is 23. And I am singing with the church, like, youth band for youth group. So, like, the youth participated. But, like, Nate and his brother would help with the music. And Caleb, Nate's brother, would often, like, do the lead vocals. So, I'm background vocals, okay? BGVs. (laughs) And I've never sang in a mic before. Just in case anybody's ever heard BGV, didn't know what it means. It means background vocals, Yes. You're, you're giving me a look like... You're bringing wh- clarification. It's I'm okay. just saying. You're fine. Keep going with the story. Okay. Right. I like We're to good. make faces. So, <laughs> anyway, I feel like I have to explain your face for the audience, even though they can't see your face. <laughs> so, I'm singing background vocals. I've never sang in a mic before. And, you know, I'm like a timid 17-year-old girl. Little Mennonite night girl. Nothing about you has I ever mean, been timid. I was a little timid. That I'm singing... No, really, I'm singing in front of these people. It's like a vulnerable position, like That's singing. Fair. No That's one's fair. heard in my a voice new place, there. But you are still Kayla in a new place. I was a, a little place. timid. Anyway, so I'm holding the mic like a timid person would, probably about, I don't know, a foot belly from my face. Height. A foot from my face. It, it was, was not it belly was button low. height. And Nate walks up to me, and he literally takes the end of the microphone and smashes it into my mouth. Literally, it hit my tooth. <laughs> And says, hold it like this. <laughs> Never, I almost peed. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was like, it literally, guys. Okay, I shouldn't say literally because Sheldon doesn't like that word. He informed us this week. But <laughs> no, I, I was so I nervous like when, when Nate did that. I use literally when they mean figuratively. Yes. So when you say literally, I literally died. No, if oh, you literally died. Oh, because I died, didn't literally die. You oh, would be dead. I do say I that a lot. I okay. don't like the overuse of the word literally because any sentence in which it's used correctly, you could remove the word and the whole sentence still says the okay. same thing. It's true. Okay, so Nate actually pushed the microphone into my <laughs> teeth and it hit my tooth. And Nate denies to it that. to this you day. You can say literally as much as you Nate want. Nate does. He, he doesn't think that he... I hit me as hard I as he did, but he did. I don't deny it. I just have no actual memory. He of doesn't have a memory thing. of it. So I'm 17 and I'm so nervous already. And then the worship leader just pushes the microphone into my mouth and I'm not doing it right. And so then I was even more nervous. So yeah, that was my first impression of Nate. And now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of the story is if you want a girl, hit her in the teeth with a microphone. No, not moral of the story <laughs> at all. Or talk about poop. And then you'll become her best friend. <laughs> wow, this conversation has really taken its turn. You, you, you are spearheading the whole thing, my love. 
Oh. But you're a nurse. You have to have good poop stories. Oh, okay. I don't have a good poop story. Uh, okay. But I have a really good pee story. Oh, I do have a poop story. Okay. Uh, well, can you talk about these? Well, that's what I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to give names. You've worked a lot of different places. How do we know? That's true. Well, does anybody, do people know that there are like rectal catheters? Do people know that <laughs> that's a thing? You didn't know this? Yes, I think I did. Uh. Rectal catheters. But that's when you get the bag thing, right? No, 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 no. No, like it's like a catheter, except it's not in your urethra. It's in yeah. your bottom, your booty, as my daughter likes to say, your booty. <laughs> um, yeah, do people know that? That's a thing. I didn't know until you told me about it all those yeah. years ago. It doesn't ago. sound that fun. No, it's not fun. And it's not fun to put in either, but I've put quite a few in myself. Well, well, not in yourself. Not in myself. <laughs> <laughs> Comma, myself, okay? <laughs> Punctuation is important. <laughs> anyway, I don't really, I'm not going to share any more stories because I'm like, what if someone would hear it and they would know it was them? Oh, my word. Bummer. So all the good stories stay behind the paywall. Unfortunately, mm, they shouldn't be recorded, probably. Yeah. Because I just don't know. I don't so want to like put my nursing license. you want to and you see Kayla, just ask her. Yeah, Just I do have a her. really good pee story. You do. So you do have a good one. A really good pee story. It so if really somebody good. wants to know, hit me up. Yes. Cast. Off the air. Off the air, yeah. Off the air. <laughs> All right, what's next, guys? <laughs> I am I am just so <laughs> mentally overloaded by this whole thing right now. So you amazed. got you got your nursing degree on you did part of it online, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Your nursing schooling. Like I remember you doing some online schooling. But you were doing a lot while you were working, too. Yeah. So I got my nursing license. Um, I went into school, into college when I was 18, and I went to kind of like a technical school. I went to Altman College of Nursing. So you're only, it's like a 21-month program if you do it fast track. I don't know that they actually do that anymore. I think they've switched to a BSN program. But at the time, it was just an associates of nursing. Gotcha. Um, so I did it in 21 months, which was as fast as you could do it. Um, a lot of people kind of drug it out a little bit, but I did it that quickly because I wanted to get it over with. Because you're Kayla. And I graduated um, when I was 20 and got had my nursing license. And then I went back to school before Nate and I had kids and got my bachelor's degree online. And I did that in a year. Um, That's insane. It is insane. It was insane, but here's the deal. Nate told me that I had to do that before we had any kids and I wanted kids like right now. So I was like, Okay, so I took like 24 <laughs> credits online for like four semesters. It is, it is absolutely And amazing. I got it done in a year. Well, three semesters, I guess. Summer, winter, and spring or whatever. While being married to me and having a full-time job. So that we could but have also, kids. also, can, can, can we back? I didn't say you had to do no. it. I said if you wanted to do it, you should do it before we had You kids. should do it now. And we yeah. were had been talking about That's very different. Yes. We wanted to <laughs> we wanted to pay off all our debt before we had kids and we had done that. So then we were talking about having kids and then Nate was like, Okay, well, you wanna go back to school and they had really been they're really pushing that in the state of Ohio, actually all over the US, um, pushing people to have their bachelor's degree in nursing. Yeah. Um you don't get paid more. It's just so they, they can say that. It's just so they don't You fire have your you. bachelor's. I literally did not learn anything in that. But they they want you to have it. So Nate was like, okay, well, maybe that you should do that. Maybe that's another thing we should do before we have kids. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to bomb through it and get it over with because and I want to have kids. So I did. I did it in a year. And that's, I think, why Nate's schooling has felt like 
forever because it's been four years of school. For not even a degree. So long. Yes. So, for a certificate yeah, for a program. certificate. I mean, we could have, it, it would be the same. If we wanted the degree, we could have just paid a little bit more. Yeah. But we just chose not to. Yeah. And just going for it. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. So, I was a nurse really That's young. insane. I know. You know, that actually makes me a little curious now, though, what it would take for me on top of the the ministry certificate to actually get a degree. Well, I think you'd have to pay a lot more money. Of course. <laughs> Mostly. I honestly don't know. I don't remember. But, but I remember being like horrified Yeah. when you and I looked at the initial thing that we thought I had to do and thought, oh my goodness, this is Yeah, I, it was forever. probably more like 40 credits or yeah. something. Like you're only taking like 24 credits. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the classes are only credited at one credit hour, but they're probably more yeah, if you were going to be... Yeah, it would be the exact be, same course. You would right. still get a two-year degree of some kind. Yeah. yeah. And then it would be the same course, and right. you would just pay regular course rate. And yeah. we're paying like a it, quite a bit discounted right. rate. Right. Since we're just using it within the church, and it doesn't really transfer yeah. out. But guys, that is weird. I have been a nurse for almost 10 years. That's yeah. insane. Isn't that crazy? That oh is my crazy. word. Like 10. I feel like 10 years. That's like a huge number. Yeah. Oh my word. I've been a nurse for longer than we've been married. That's just crazy. Yep. So. Well, you started when you were 18. So. Yeah. I know, but I, well, I didn't start as a nurse when yeah. I was 18, but yeah. Yeah. Started the process. Yeah. That's so really cool. bizarre. Yeah. And, and I, I just kind of wanted to share that because you are one of the hardest working per- people that I've met. Thank Agreed. Like you. When you dedicate yourself to something, <laughs> I know that whatever it is, is taken care of. Like you've gone through it and destroyed it just because you've started doing it. Thank yep. you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think people that don't, people that just see you in passing or know you just a little bit, they don't understand the force of nature that you are. <laughs> and and it's it's incredible to watch sometimes. Like when you were attacking that, I'm like, this is crazy. Nobody yeah. does this no, this fast. And you're I like, know. other people stretch this out. Yes, because they were normal. <laughs> yeah. And and there were moments of stress for her and all that, but not like there should have been. No. And it was more like, well, this has to happen before this has to happen. So it's yeah. going to, I'm just going to take it on. Well, that's just kind of my personality is like, I see it and I'm just going to do it versus not doing it. Nate's personality. I mean, our personality, <laughs> no, you see it and do it. But I'm saying like our personalities are really different as in like, I'm a you're a little bit more of a nature. procrastinator. Yeah, for sure. Like you're I'll okay with that. things going you slow. You have most of the organizing. I am like oh, yeah. very motivated and I just want to get it done like now. And like now yeah. is not soon enough. Like that's my right. personality. And right. Nate is much more relaxed. So we balance each other out. We do. Very well. I have really slowed down compared to what I was when we got married. Yes, I have pulled her way, way down. He has. Me. Really, he has. Yes, I have. But and I've I'm also pulled you up a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the other thing that I've really appreciated, we've, we've served on our church vision team the last year and stuff. Like, yeah. you've had really good ideas. Like, Thank we've you. been in a group of young adults. Our church is unique in that uh, even though some of our leadership is older, They've done a very good job of pulling together a group of young adults mm-hmm. that have real input into the church and where we're going. And it's been awesome to see uh, the young adults in our church, like not only having input, but actually being in positions of leadership and mm-hmm. stuff. That's been really cool. Um, but we were on a team together and I'm like, I, I didn't know what to expect because like I've never 
like you were in the youth group and then you were married to Nate and we never had like a chance to work together. <laughs> but we've on been something. friends. Right, like we've, we've been, been friends, friends together. I, I didn't know how it was going to go, but yeah. your ideas were always solid. Thank you. And you've done a very good job at like uh, giving just that random perspective that if everybody's thinking in one direction and there's something that could be a little off, like you're on it, you know? Well, I'm just not afraid to give my opinion. Right. As most people know who know me, <laughs> I will give you my opinion freely if I know you well. Um, but also speaking of that, is it weird that we're still young adults? Like when do you stop being a young adult? Like I'm almost 30. Yeah, you guys um, are 36. Yeah. Are we young adults? I, I mean, I don't feel like we are. Young adult. Anything, anything after 35, I wouldn't say you're a young adult. Well, are you a young adult at 35? I mean, I guess you are a younger adult. I would basically yeah, say people. When are, do you become an old adult? Well, like middle age, I would say is any like 35 to what? 55? Somewhere in there. Okay. I'm right. just curious. I don't know. I mean, I so would actually, I would okay. say, I would let's, say, let's go 18 like to 38, 18 to 38. That's a good 20 years. You can be a young adult and then like 38 to 58 and then 58 and up. There you go. There that's you go. about right. Cause like 60, I would say you're again, like an older adult. But that's one of those things that's weird. But now me, that like, I'm older, I feel like 60 is young. I feel like people are going to want to fight me on that, but well, I just keep my foot on the top of my head. They can't some, fight us because they're not some, on the podcast. It's a nice know, 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> I know some 60-year-olds who are very old, and I so, know some 60-year-olds who are not. Yeah. It's a very relative yeah. That's true. thing. It's the person personality more than it is anything else, I think. Hmm. Right, I would agree with that. But no, I haven't considered myself a young adult since like 28, 30. I mean, I feel like now that we have kids and like... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a young adult. When we started being young adults, we were engaged and they considered us young adults. And then we were married, like single married, like by, by single married. I mean, like we didn't have kids. Well, again, that's and just, then now we're still young adults and we have three kids. I don't know. It just seems odd right. that we're still young. But that's adults, that's but, part of the culture at large, not adjusting to millennials being older adults. Right. Cause we are millennials. Like, I am, I am right on the border yeah, millennials. We like, are yep. much older than me, and you're not quite a millennial. Like right. we're the Oregon Trail millennials, yeah. right? The older yep. part. When of they it. talk about millennials, though, I'm like, that is not my personality at all. Now I have seen that no, sometimes because culturally in younger. You're not right because you were raised Mennonite. Very oh, true. Oh, that's true. The Mennonite oh, culture. The Mennonite culture goes, and and this is what I had to deal with. The Mennonite culture was is very like committed to hard work and and like the family is central to everything that we do. And yeah. like, uh, there's just a lot of things about, it's the, not the same it's as not as loosely associated because, uh, the, our parents' generation didn't get caught up in a lot of the, the decentralization of the family right. and that kind of thing, or like start going down different work pathways than their parents or grandparents. Like they, our culture was still very much the same and kind of insulated. From right. Very cloistered. You still. know, what yeah. is interesting though, is in Holmes County, which is where I grew I like up, to call Nate it. likes to call it the Shire. <laughs> Cause it's, the there's a good Shire story. <laughs> um, but in Holmes County, they're actually restaurants are having a hard time hiring. Like there is a restaurant right now that has like 20 yeah. some positions open because the young Amish kids do not want to work. And they think that 8 p.m. is too late to be working. Like, yeah. the, the, isn't that crazy? It's like, just what? now catching up. But and the, I just don't understand. Like, when <laughs> I was working, like, my job at Boyd and Worthman when I was 16, 
on during the summer, I was a dishwasher when I started. So I was probably 15 when I started there. I had to get up and be there at 4 a.m. Like that was my summer job. 4 a.m. to wash dishes because that's when they started making potatoes for mashed potatoes during the day. And that was my summer job. And I never complained because I was making money. And like as a beginner, if you want a waitress, you've got to start out at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm -hmm. But now they're having all these other Amish girls that aren't wanting to work. I just can't imagine that. Like I can't imagine my parents being like, yeah. 8 p.m. is too late or like 4 a.m. is too early. Like my dad was like, no, get out of bed and go to work. Yeah. But that's just my dad. So. <laughs> and that might have been a generalization on my part, but I, I, that's what I've found in my life. Like just yeah. growing up I just up think that it, way, the culture just, has changed a little bit. Yeah. So, But yeah, I would say that is true. I would never have thought of that, that culturally it was a little different for us. And, and the advent of the internet age and everybody being exposed to culture in virtually the same way right. has kind of mm. made that Changed more uniform That's interesting. So. regardless of your religious background or your cultural background there's a lot of us still mm. have common <laughs> stories and culture so I That's have to good. know, what were you signaling to try to get me to do a minute ago? I had some type of buzzing in my ear, but then it went away. Okay. So I'm good now. It's, so it's, gone it's usually this thing Did in that front sound, of you like, I was trying to show you, like, it was like vibration flapping. I thought you I'm were flapping hot. my hand, guys. It looked like you were either <laughs> but hot I was pointing or something it at my smelled ear. <laughs> and you were trying to get it away from your face. Okay, so that was not a good hand signal, no. so I won't use that again the <laughs> no. next time. Although you do know what I'm saying now. So now if it happens right. again, I'll use it now again. Now we know. You just gotta go like this. The more you know. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Shire story nate probably wants to share this about I, dating in the shire nate, oh yeah this is why this is why nate deems home count holmes county okay. the shire now now to be to be clear i i had dated a couple of girls that have family ties or very close to family ties in holmes county they weren't necessarily born there but they had roots there and if you're outside the area holmes county is largely an amish mennonite, amish mennonite community day. population yeah. it's a beautiful place which Rolling is Hills, of, is it is. Why it is the Shire. I mean, it is literally textbook description of the yeah, Shire a, from Tolkien. It has large tourist attractions yeah. and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a funny place because everybody who lives there has lived there forever. Yep. If you leave, they think it's weird. Yep. If You're you gone. if you marry or date someone from outside of there, they think it's weird. Yep. <laughs> And if you marry someone outside of there and move away, they really think it's weird. I mean, I don't necessarily think that they think it's weird. They like, don't. I mean, it, they don't understand why you're doing it. Well, not really that. I mean, it just depends. Like, if you marry an Amish person and move to Indiana, well, that's yeah, not okay, weird. fair enough. Or to but Sarasota like, the or fact that yeah, if you no. if you're dating somebody who is not at all Amish or yeah, Mennonite culture, marry, it is a marry, little odd. If you marry 100 percent English and move away, it's weird. And that is the interesting thing for people who don't know Amish people very well or whatever. Like, so my family is predominantly Amish or Mennonite. And we call people who are not Amish or Mennonite English, yeah. which is so odd. It's the Amish and the English. Yes. Yeah. And so Nate is but again, an Englishman. Not, but not, I married an Englishman, you guys. But not odd when you think of the fa- my family Swiss. Um, but not odd when you <laughs> think Swissman. of... When you think... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you are Swiss? I so did not mine. know that. I'm Swiss yeah. German? Really? Yeah. What yeah. am I? You're probably Swiss, Swiss German. German. Yeah. You think so? The yeah. Amish Mennonites is mostly Swiss German. Oh, man. Yeah. We got to do that ancestry DNA thing. I have new and new I mean, you're not Russian Mennonite, so... No. Yeah. I have new and swander back in the day. Yeah. Really? Which is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that apple didn't fall far okay. from the okay. tree. Okay. Flopping things happening. I, I think it's... 
Is it that thing? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a vibration. But better? I'm good now. So anyway, about the Shire. So Nate, when Nate and I were dating. When were we dating? Did we date? Well, I don't know. Did we date? I don't know. According I don't, to you. According to me, we did not date. I dated you. You never dated. I did not and date you just Nate. just got engaged and got I married. didn't date Nate. No, there is a long story about that. But no, Nate. <laughs> okay, we're counting so girlfriends like that, then my number has just gone up. <laughs> <laughs> what girlfriends that didn't I think you were dating? I was dating a girl for a solid couple months and had no. And idea. she was not. Oh, I didn't have any idea. Oh, I went to a family reunion and she was oh, introducing Sheldon, me. Oh, come on, and then, uh, and Sheldon! Somebody said, "My was it my grandma or somebody?" Well, how was she introducing you? And I'm like, "Oh no, I don't think she said boyfriend." I think I'm good. Your voice just spiked so hard. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that peak. Mine did? Yes, yours did. Oh, I'm my word. It's already been 40 minutes, guys. We got to we gotta okay. like get we on gotta, a topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, what are we going to talk no, about? This, is just been, no, this has been great. <laughs> this is going. what we do. Okay, so Nate and I's dating story. Nate and I started texting. And Nate says that he accidentally texted me because my name was next to Kathy's name. Initially. Who he works with. Because Kathy and Kayla, you know, Y comes <laughs> after T. He still had your number, though. So he would text me randomly. So anyway. She was in the choir. Yep. Oh, that that's true. Cool. So then we, what, what, I don't remember. Oh, I asked Nate to go to coffee because there was this really cool coffee place in Canton called Mugswigs. Which and they is had where you open lived at the time. Nights. Yes, and I lived there. And I, we were, we had just been texting for a while. So then I was like, oh, Nate would probably enjoy Although this. we did have the phone call night. We did have a phone. Well, was that, was that. Before, to that, yeah. but did I invite you to the coffee before we had the phone no, call? No, the phone call came first. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> should we tell him about the phone call? Oh dear. You oh, can, you can tell him about that. If you Nate want. told me on our first. I don't know. Should I say this on the air? I don't care. People will probably think this is funny. Um, <laughs> so our first phone call, Nate calls me, and I remember it very clearly. I was in my apartment, laying in bed. Nate calls me because it was late. You were at camp. You were at a camp. You were like doing like music or something for yeah, a camp. Yeah, at a, a preteen camp and for a district. We were talking. I don't even know why we were talking about this. Okay, this just shows maybe how shallow I was at the time. <laughs> you were but just young. You were you were 20. barely twenty. So I was talking about I guess my body image. I had a really low self esteem, <laughs> and was talking about how I felt like I was getting fat. And Nate said, "I just told her that." She doesn't need to worry about that because she's a body type that gains weight in all the right places. Hey, oh. Now, yeah. I was not saying Nate that. Said no, that no. On our first phone call. But I was, li- I was not dropped. saying that in like a, like, <laughs> I'm trying to get so, somewhere. Away. This is so both of you, though. No, but Nate's so, yeah, I know. You, it was just you like a, oversharing on their first phone call and him saying something that to him has no connotation and then other to than me, what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, I don't even, and it yeah. Something completely different. We to still somebody talked else. for another okay, 30 but minutes Nate after does that. Like so, butts. it was fine. So, Oh, he was, he really did mean that though. I still stand by that to yes. this day. Anyway. More so, so Nate even said actually. That. As so, you should. I will double down on that. <laughs> so anyway, so we have this phone conversation. I'll see myself out. We go to coffee and well, before we go to coffee, Nate, we, he comes to the apartment. I had just gotten off work and he was like, Hey, are you hungry? And I was like, yeah, I'm starving. So we go to dinner. Well, then Nate pays for my dinner. He opened my car door. 
I was like panicking at this point. So I go to the bathroom and I call my sister and I'm like, I think I'm accidentally on a date with Nate Ward. And she's like, what? And I was like, he just paid for my meal and he opened my car door. Like guys don't usually do that. No, 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 no. If I was out with any girl, okay, I would but pay I was for 20. Dinner. So would I. And Listen. I was in the habit in high school of opening doors. Like, but I had never like dated somebody like casually or gone out with a guy, like not on a date that was like labeled a date. So I just assumed this was a date and I had accidentally she fallen had all into kinds a of date. guys that were just trying to be friends with her. That we're trying to be more than friends with her. Okay. Trying to move the so friends yeah. we go, we go to coffee and I literally lunge towards the register Sprinted to pay for my me. own coffee because I was like panicking, right? Well, then two days later, okay, everyone's going to see that I was obviously misled about not being, not dating you. But two days later, Nate asked me to go to a concert last minute. I find someone to cover my shift at work. And we go to a concert. Changed her schedule to go with me. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and we are driving home and I told him that we are not dating. No, you told me we need to have a DTR. I said, and what the they, heck is a DTR? <laughs> I texted him that. And then I said, define Wait, the were relationship. You in the car? No, we texted before the concert. Like before uh, I had gotten to his what? house. Before this was pre, the concert, you wanted to define the relationship. No, I just told him we need to have this conversation. So on the way home from That's the concert. Not good. Do the concert first. Well, Agreed. so we did the concert and you on make the way the poor home. Guy nervous. I Which told let, him Let me tell you, she on. was trying to get me to hold her hand no, the entire no. freaking concert. <laughs> Yes, you were. Guys. And you have admitted to this. Okay. I wasn't trying to get you to hold my hand. I was just putting my hand there to see if you were going to grab my hand to see if you thought it was a date. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of tricking you, but he didn't. He didn't take the bait. But anyway. Because I knew what you were doing. On the way. Okay. That's you know, not, not obvious. You know how people, okay, like in movies, like people like gently leave their hand on their legs. Rush <laughs> no, they just like life. leave their hand on their legs so then the other person knows <laughs> that you can hold their hand. I did that. And I'm a little ashamed, but also it's funny. That's so, so funny. And I was 20, okay? I'm going to blame everything on my age at the time. I'm, I'm okay with that. I wouldn't remember any of this from me and Jess dating. Oh, I totally do because it was, I mean, it's so hilarious. I don't remember That's much so else, funny, but though. these two specific dates I remember very clearly. So then we're driving home and I told Nate, I don't like you. I don't want to date you. I, did I say I'm not attracted to you? Mm. I don't remember. I gave Maybe. a lot of like, I don'ts. And Why? I was like, but I still want to be your friend and you're fun to hang out with. Why, Why did you go so hard the other way? Like you're trying to get him to well, hold your hand because, and then you're like, nope. Oh, because I, okay. Cause I was going to go to the international house of prayer and you're not allowed to date while you're there. And I had already decided I was going to go. Cause it was something I really wanted to do. And I had finally, like I finally wasn't dating anybody. I wasn't attached and I was going to go and live my life and go here. And so I didn't want to get attached before I left. So I'm just like telling him like, hey, I'm enjoying hanging out with you, but I don't want a boyfriend. I don't like you. I'm not going to date you. So there. So I just got it all out so that he would know when we're hanging out, like, I don't like you, but we can still hang out because we're friends. Like, I like you as a friend, but I don't like you as like a dating I don't mate. like you like you. Yes, gotcha. apparently. So we had that conversation and then we got engaged less than six months later. <laughs> well, and at that point, I was initially like, okay, whatever. Like, this was fine. She was fun. But this is apparently just not going to be a thing. And I went home, and I'm like, mm. I'm like, I don't know. 
I was like, I, I kind of feel like I, there, maybe there was something there. You know, we did. We had a good time. We connected really well. Even after she said, I don't like you. Yeah, and totally. And so I just ended we up taking it. We had that conversation a lot. No, you said that to me a lot. It I, was not a conversation. Literally, you I would, always thought it was a conversation, yeah, but apparently Nate would, was thinking, nope. No, it wasn't that. But never that. actually said nope. Well, all, I was, all I was basically, no, every time you would have this conversation with me, you would talk to me about, oh, we're not going to date this, that, and the other. I would say, okay. And I would just keep coming around. And you never told me to get lost. You never told me to leave you alone. No, you never told me I to didn't. stop coming around. And and your 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 what what you were how you were acting completely betrayed what you were telling. And so then they kissed me, and it was all consent. over. This is implied consent. I mean, like when people are talking about yes. this stuff. Yes. But I was. I mean, I was dating other people at the time because I was very clearly telling Nate I'm not dating him. I thought you were going to say very datey. No, you were just very datey. No, <laughs> but moment. I just I wasn't I wasn't dating him, so I went on dates with other guys. So you're still saying no, and he kissed you anyway. He kissed me, and then he kept kissing me like every time we saw each other. And I was and I texted him and was like, "We can't kiss anymore." And then he was like, "Well, it's too bad." And then I was like, "Oh, okay." And so then I just kissed him because I liked kissing. Okay, I did. I liked kissing. <laughs> Not and me necessarily, just generally. No, general. you were a good kisser, and I did like kissing you. Well, okay, it all worked out in your favor. It did. We are married. We've been married for eight years. We have three, we have three kids. kids. It obviously worked out for right. us. But anyway, back the to the Shire. The moral of the story is, dudes, if a girl tells you that she does not want to <laughs> date you but is still willing to hang out with you, be completely honest about what your intentions are. And if she doesn't tell you to drop dead, just keep doing the thing and you'll be fine. Because that was my thing. I never, ever hid my intentions with you. That's true. I was perfectly clear with you that, yes, I understand you don't want to date me. But, but you didn't I'm... actually say, I want to date you. Like, every time we had that conversation, you, like, but that said okay. An and I felt like if... you, like, agreed with me. But it's okay. I was, like, blindly led to love you. <laughs> and I do. I Blindly. love you. <laughs> but no, I'll never forget the first con- the first time we we'd been probably hanging out for 2 months at that point. A I month don't know and a what half. conversation you're talking about. When I talked to your parents. Oh, no. No, we were hanging out for like 3 months. Yeah, cuz it was in December. Is this about the Shire? Are we back to that? We'll get back to that in a second okay. cuz I just need to do a dovetail off of what she said. So, I told her I was like, "Listen, I was like, you are 6 years younger than me." I said, "You are living away from home. I said, I feel like I need to talk to your parents just to let them know what my intentions are. To which she said, but we're not dating. I said, yes, I know you're not dating. I said, but I have intentions and I want them to know what those are, which you were very, I was very clear with you. Like, yeah, you were like, I'm pursuing you. That's what's happening here. (laughs) He was. And And I was like, okay. And so I got with her, (laughs) I got with her parents. I'll never forget. It was on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, right after, right between services, actually, I think, because we were, we were doing two at the time still. And we were sitting in my dad's office, and we we're just sitting there chatting, and I was kind of explaining, you know, hey, I've been hanging out with Kayla a lot, and I'm really enjoying her company, yada, 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 talking, saying great things about her and all that, and uh, just talking about how I see this being much more long-term and all these things. And, and Ken's like, oh, he's like, you see this being this being a long-term thing. You know, you plan on sticking around. I was like, I was like yeah, I have every intention of marrying her. I said, that is, that is my goal. I said, I plan on marrying her. And they both just kind of looked at each other. 
And her mom told me, like, I'm just afraid she's going to break your heart. I'm like, well, I'm okay with that. If she breaks my heart, I'm fine. I'll move on and I'll find somebody else. But that's where <laughs> I am. So, uh, and her parents were oddly protective of me the whole time. They were. Her they mom kept telling me that I was going to hurt Nate's heart. And I was like, why are you worried about me? I keep telling him to leave and he's not. Like, <laughs> Knowing both of you, I think you were just fine. But yeah, yeah, it was good. But yeah, that is that is the key in something like that. Like, don't just be one of those creeper friends who just tries to like, oh, I'm just going to be friends until to she move notices me. Like, in yeah, the friend zone's not no, going to move, Just yo. be completely <laughs> friend clear. Zone. And if she tells you to get What's lost. What's that song? Be in the friend zone. Oh, you oh goodness. I wish I, I could no rap. Idea. I wish I, I knew you used to know all those words. What is that song? I what is that remember. from? I have no idea. It was an old Vine thing. I miss Girl, you Vine. in the friend zone. Vine was you great. keep telling her you was, love her. Vine but she was telling you your is brother. Is that what TikTok is now? <sighs> oh, that was Vine. You had that video saved yeah, on your I'll Vine. Have to, I'll have to remember what that is. Guys, I wish I knew that right now because I could totally rap it on here, but <laughs> I'm not a good rapper. <laughs> anyway, back to the Shire. So Nate says that this is like a Shire mentality because I kept telling him like, no, we're not dating. And I was like, wishy-washy. Well, a mutual friend of ours and you who I from, won't name, and you went from, who's also you from Holmes County. You went from wishy-washy to I'm in love with you. Oh, that's true. Like you went one to the other. It was like all of a sudden a flip, a switch flipped and it was, it was done. Yes. I, I was in. But I we do, you. we have a mutual friend also from Holmes County. One of my friends who did, was dating an Englishman who we set up. and who we set up and she was doing the same thing. Like, Oh, I don't think I like him. I don't know. I don't know. Like, and so Nate now call, started calling Holmes County the Shire because of our hesitancy 100% of my of experiences with women dating from outside, so of, home, outside of Holmes County. Two people. But still, two. 100%. It is a small case study. 100% is But it is 100%. Two. Yeah, good one, Nate. Do exactly the same thing. So, Except I think your sister's going to eventually do it, too. That's a really long story as to Steph, why the Shire sorry is to say called that, the Shire. That's just my thought. But hopefully people found it entertaining. Hopefully I will never call you that Holmes I just County that. anything else. <laughs> But yeah. Yep. That's so what that's it is. our dating story. There you Shire. go. Yeah. Good night. Is IHOP a cult? No. They're not? No. Okay. Some people say they are. I, that's why I wanted to put you on Do the you spot. Do you think it's a cult? No, not me. I, I actually like Mike Pickle. Um, I, I hate his name. All I can what, hear, all I hear is Pickle. What I will say <laughs> is Mike that Pickle. with different Christian leaders, I go to different Christian leaders for different things. Mm -hmm. I think they each have different things that they bring and things that they offer. But if you, <clears throat> if you get, if you dive into the things that I feel like Mike Bickle is not the best in the world at, well, then you don't have I to, can, yeah. I can get, I can find points of disagreement, but I find no one in the Christian world of Christian leaders that understands the heart of God. Mm-hmm the way he does and able to communicate it. Yeah. Like seeking the presence of the Lord and what it means to just bond with father God on a heart level. Yeah. Like he gets it. And, and so I have a hard time when people start like demonizing him because of some things that he says about es eschatology, eschatology yeah. or well, here's like the deal. other things that he says about prophecy or like relating Old Testament prophets to today and things right. like that can get kind of tricky. But I'm like, for me, I'm willing to look past all of that and go to him for the things that I know that he's really, really good at. But what some people have said, because of IHOP's strict rules, like you can't be dating while you're, while you're there. Okay, but there's reasons like for that. that. Like there, 
But now, what be, I'm saying is some people say, look, there's a lot of young kids here in town all the time. You always have young adults around and you're on like you're kind of cloistered here. What's going on? Right. It looks a little weird. And, and to be clear, that is not like house rules for IHOP as a whole. It's it's for a voluntary internship. That is right. for a set period of time right. that those rules And the apply. reason they do so that I, is because they don't want... I to talk about it a little bit while we're here. <laughs> well, okay. I think IHOP could be a cult like any movement type thing could be a cult. Like Bethel could be a cult because they say like, oh, everybody comes here. You know what I mean? Like People it's say like, that they perceived are. Perceived as. Right. Yeah. It can be perceived as a cult. But the reason that they have some of those rules is they don't want someone coming in for an internship and like not actually focusing on the internship. And instead trying to find a spouse. Yeah. Right. So, and I think honestly, I mean, that was really, that was an awesome time for Nate and I's relationship because when I, so we, I had already been accepted to IHOP when we started dating. And at the time their rules were that you were allowed to have zero communication with a male, like that wasn't there, like no texting, no phone calls, no letters, nothing. But the idea was to free you from distraction yes. so you guys could yes. focus on what you were there to focus right. on, what, what you said you were there right. to focus right. on. Right, so we went into it knowing that, I remember like our last phone call when I was in my hotel the night that before I was supposed to go to my internship, like Nate and I talked on the phone, but we were not like, we. I wasn't going to be able to talk to him for like three months. And when I got there, they had changed the rules. You were allowed to um, receive hand written mail. So Nate and I wrote letters for three months and it, it I didn't mean, have to be handwritten. That was Kayla's rule that I couldn't type it. I had to write it by hand. Right. It, it couldn't be, be a text. Letters. It couldn't be like electronic. Yeah. Like it, it couldn't be, be an email. It had to be letters. He needed to use a feather pen and a fountain. No, I did not. But you okay. know what's funny? Nate was so nervous about writing that he would write his whole letter and then rewrite it because he would like edit his letter and I was like, you because, can't send me an edited letter. Like, was, you better no, no, send no. me the original because letter. Because I was used to typing, and she insisted that it was handwritten. So in order to do that and make sure I got all Once of my again, mistakes out of the so way. so both of you. Yeah. I would oh, literally write it out and like, oh, I want to do that. I would edit. I would. And then I would do a final would. draft and send so it to her. So when I realized he was That's doing terrible. that, he finally started sending me, like, the original. And it had, like, marks all over it and stuff. It was hilarious. I loved it because it was so neat. But the reason they, I mean, even when you're there, they, you're not allowed to be one-on-one -on -one with a guy or like somebody of the opposite sex. sex. Mm -hmm. You you have to be in groups of three. Like if you're with, like if a guy can be with two girls, but a guy, oh, that would be weird. I <laughs> guess maybe that, maybe that shouldn't be allowed either. I don't know. I mean. It, it was just a way around they just, there's, yeah. there's accountability in groups. But so. I mean. It was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. It was it was the best experience for me spiritually so what, what that was, I've ever had. What was had. the internship for? What were you guys focused on doing? Um, we sat in the prayer room from midnight to six every night. And there, and so the International House of Prayer has round the clock prayer, round the clock prayer and worship. Um, it's in two hour increments, so um, like midnight to two, two to four a.m. Um, and all like every other one, like the first. Um, two-hour session is like maybe like intercession and then the second two-hour session is um they read like scripture and like sing based off of the scripture right so and, and they have prayer in there but they're praying based off of scriptures and then the first like the other one is intercession where they're like praying into a situation or whatever Whatever, yeah. whoever is the prayer leader for the night, he can decide like what the prayer, like what they want to pray for that night um, or during that session. And that goes like, so two hour sessions, they flip flop 24 seven. 
and um, they're doing worship the whole time. So there was no directive for us um, sitting in the prayer room. You literally just had to be in the prayer room for six hours a night. And we had like assigned reading that you like, it was basically optional. Like everything was optional. Like there were the books that they recommended you get. We did go to classes where we did have like some assigned reading in the classes, um, but it was mostly instructional classes. Um, So the six hours were like yours to do with what you wanted. And I, I have never experienced God. Like I experienced it there. It was just the presence of the Lord is so like thick and tangible. When you walk into the prayer room, you can just feel it. There's people from all over the world in there. Like you're hearing all sorts of languages in there. It's, it's just so beautiful. Um, and, and the thing I, cause I've only been there a very few times. Mm -hmm. I, I went literally to pick you up. I think I've only been in there once actually. Right. And, and literally it was like you did, you just had this sense of like, just the sense of peace walking in there. Cause mm-hmm. that it's just constantly going on, like constant yeah. worship, constant prayer right. and nothing else. Like that's what the environment is entirely. And, and you feel that the minute yeah. you step into it. It's amazing. And <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, when you are like forced to be in prayer and worship for six hours a night for three months, I mean, and it's at night and I wanted to do the night watch because I felt like it would be like intentional, like almost like fasting. Like I was going to yeah. completely give up my comfortability with like my schedule of like being awake during the daytime. Like you weren't like we basically slept from like 7 a.m. to like three and then you'd be up in the afternoon. Like it was just very odd. Like your whole body was out of whack. Like everything was weird. Um, but it was amazing. And I I've just never experienced God like that. But I've never heard God like that. It was like taking a Sabbath out of your life. You knew it was coming. Yeah. You just chose a period of time to dedicate yourself. I'm going to dedicate myself to prayer and worship for this period of time. Right. Take up this watch of the night and and do this thing for a set period of time. Yeah. And that's that's one thing. Like, I went to a, a Christian Bible college, too, and we had some stringent rules about movies and dating and things like that. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I kind of bucked against those rules. Yeah. But then... I mean, <laughs> Nate and I talked on the phone we a couple times. We were to go to yes. movies, and I was the guy that had all my movie stubs t- taped to the door. Oh, and my me gosh. And my, me and my roommates covered our door in movie stubs. That's hilarious. By the time we were done. But uh, when, when I... In the more serious moments, I did realize, okay, what I'm doing right now is more setting aside a time in my life mm-hmm. where I'm going to focus on the Lord and what he has to say to me. And it was right between like high school and college and what I'm going to do. Like it's, it's a Bible college, but like I didn't know what I wanted to do. So yeah. it was a good time to step out and just say, Lord, what do you have for me? Mm-hmm. And my classes were centered on the Bible and things like that. And so it was, it was good. And, and I see that experience being the same way. You, like you can say, I was forced to be in here for six hours a night, but really you're forcing yourself to do right. it. It's and a self-discipline I, thing yeah. that yields like amazing results. It was just, I have never written that many forgiveness letters in my life. That's I mean, awesome. I wrote a lot of forgiveness letters. Um, and really, cause that was one of the main ways we were allowed to communicate. So I like, it was just, you wrote a letter to my dad that sold him on our relationship. Yeah, I mean, I like just like coming, like just like coming under authority, just like some different things that I really felt so strongly. Like actually Nate and I, 
Um, there's like a couple things that were not like worrisome to him in our relationship, but we're kind of like, eh, like it's not things he loved. And he really felt like he wasn't supposed to say yeah, anything, which is so distinctly. unlike Nate's personality. Like he calls very. out what he doesn't like. And when I went to the house, like when I went there, I came home and like all of those things had resolved. Like the Lord had spoken to me so clearly on so many things. And like, I don't know. It was just amazing. Yeah. I've never heard God's voice like that. Yeah. I, I would love, I would love to have another sabbatical there, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I would love to, I would love to take Nate and do it together. Yeah. Like even like a week or something sometime. And right. there's just something about the night watch about just these specific people being awake during the day. There was people coming in from all over, but at night it was usually just these same core people that prayed during the night That's and really it was really cool. awesome. So, yeah, it is, it is kind of interesting to me. Like I, I caught my heart for worship at a different place than you did. Like, but there is still a part of me that sometimes at church when it's not actually everybody's into it, I'll look out across the congregation and Nate's into what's happening. Kayla's into what's happening. I'm into what's happening. Nobody else is getting it. <laughs> that is and so I funny. Care. I will do the same thing. I'm always like, is Sheldon, is Sheldon over there? Yep, I see Sheldon. No, okay, we're good. He's doing his like, thing. Yeah, like, I'm going to worship great. regardless. Right. And part of that is like being raised in the environment that I was raised in, I, I also like gave me a good understanding for the Bible. So I have a lot of Bible knowledge in my mm -hmm. head, but we then like I had a Pentecostal youth group where I really discovered, Hey, like you were at a Pentecostal youth. Group? Yeah. Following, How did I not know following this? Following the Lord can be fun. And it was yeah. one of those things where like, if we see it in the Bible, we're going to try it out. Yeah. Like, and if something is happening, we're going to start searching the scripture to figure yeah. out what's happening. Yeah. Because there were things happening in our gathering that you couldn't explain. And it was, it was pretty cool. That's we were seeing hilarious. people healed, things like that. And it was, it was great fun. Um, but then, but my majority of my Christian experience was still in the Mennonite environment. So there were times that all of a sudden I just felt like I need to raise my hands in worship. This is not something people do right now. <laughs> all right, well. I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom and then just come back and stand in the back for a little bit and do my worship thing back here. No, <laughs> I, so I that's honestly what get I that. did. Yep. That, that's what I would do because if you would have stuck out like a sore thumb to worship in the middle of the congregation, like raise your hands or do anything. I went to a Mennonite church in, like before I came to the NAS and... I've always had a heart for worship and I did raise my hands and it right. did feel awkward, but I just didn't care because yeah. that was just kind of, I mean, well, I just didn't care. But So I always told Jess, I was a back row worshiper. Yeah. And when we got married, like she, she's, well, she's always been a front row person because she yeah. used to have a hearing loss. Type oh, thing we talked, you guys talked about this on a podcast okay. where you guys so, are like now in the middle. Anyway. Yeah. So we kind of sit in the middle now because <laughs> she got healed of her hearing loss and I got healed of caring what That's people so think funny. about me. I always thought that you guys sat there because you were sitting behind the youth group. <laughs> kind of. Okay. And, and I am a little bit protective of the youth group and I will say this, like they're, so I do watch the youth group, but I more watch the people around the youth group. And the one way to get on my bad side is to go tell these teens to knock something off. Yeah. And I will just, because then I will sit between you and the youth group <laughs> because there, there have been times where people have been like, those two boys are talking like, can you make them stop? And I'd be like, yeah, I got it. And so they go back to their seat. 
I do absolutely nothing <laughs> because I am more glad that, that, that I know those two kids. I've been waiting for them to get into a church service for so long. Right. I've right. seen them playing basketball. I've seen them doing this, seen them doing that. They are now in church. Yeah, they're screwing around. Yeah, they're being freaking annoying. But <laughs> I'm not talking to them one thing. And They're so, here. So one time somebody told me, again, like, you have to do something about this. I just went up, but like, I just kind of like knelt down beside him. And I was like, hey, guys, um, I'm super glad that you are here. I know like you have this little thing going on and that's great. I'm just really glad that you're here. Just want to say hi. My name's Sheldon. If you need anything, let me know. You know, and that type <laughs> And of the thing. other person has no idea what you're saying and anyway. And they think I'm scolding them. <laughs> so I'm just like, hey, I just wanted to introduce myself. I know it might not seem like the time or place. I but. will say I'm very <laughs> self-conscious. I've been sitting with my family since I've since we've had Normandy, I've been sitting with my family during church. I right. usually sit on the front row. So that way, when Nate gets done with worship, he'll come and sit next to me just because they usually have staff in front, whatever. And so I've been sitting back a little ways. I've been sitting with my family. They are the worst whisperers. Oh, my gosh. They don't know how to whisper. I feel like they talk a lot during church, and I never sit next to anyone except for I'm, like, usually by myself (laughs) until Nate joins me. So I I never talk. And I feel like they're always talking. And I'm like, do other people talk a lot during church? Like, I'm always by myself. I don't know, so I can't I tell because I'm not the in the ribs. back. When I come in and I sit down next to Kayla and I haven't seen her all morning and I lean over and just want to no, say something to you her. you were saying more to me this morning than just that, but you, but he was not whispering. He was he was saying it in a voice like this. And I'm like, people are going to hear what you're saying. Like, I don't care that they hear what you're saying. I just care that your voice <laughs> has a sound. It should be a whisper. Where you're like... My voice has a sound, Sheldon. No, but you know what I mean? Like a whisper. So hers. No, okay. But you know what I mean? Like, no, I get it. Whispering is like this. You know what I mean? Like it's, not, it's not breathy. not being discreet. We know. Exactly. I wasn't being breathy. No, you were not. <laughs> Sheldon almost shot water out his that nose was, just that now. That's pretty amazing. I did oh, one time shoot Lord. broccoli out my nose. Oh, broccoli. Yeah. That hurts. My cousins and we were at a family reunion and there was a relish tray and I was eating broccoli oh and one of my cousins. Wait, broccoli on said, a relish tray? That seems really odd to me. Uh, what, is, what, is it, what is it called when you yeah, have no. like uh, carrots and yeah, peppers? Yeah, totally. That's what it is. Cauliflower and broccoli. That's and not a relish no, tray. No, yeah, it is. What is that? That's a vegetable tray. Okay, no, whatever That it was. is a relish tray. That's correct. What? I yeah. thought a relish tray was like cheese and... Relish and crackers and like you cream cheese. You thought a relish dip. tray actually has to have relish on well, it? Well, I just thought it had like, you know, like the cream cheese with like the relishy stuff on it. Like that's what I thought a relish tray was with like no, olives no. and. Maybe. It uh, could be that. It's basically hors d'oeuvres. Anyway. It's just another name for hors d'oeuvres. They made me laugh so hard. <laughs> and then I shot broccoli out oh my, my nose. Oh, my word. And a piece got stuck back here, and I thought I was going to die. Ow. And it was the worst. Someone clarify for us what a relish tray is. I'm showing her a picture of a relish tray right now. I mean, it's see, basically I don't see broccoli on there, though. Well, yeah, there just doesn't happen to be broccoli on this but one. There's there, celery and cucumbers. That would, that would be like, like a veggie cousin. tray. I'd there's say celery, that's a veggie tray, Sheldon. celery, cucumbers, olives, pickles, But let's not carrots. get hung up on the details. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Radishes. My goodness. <laughs> you do not give in. We have swerved. I don't because I'm always right. <laughs> we have swerved so hard from the worship thing, and I had a thing I was no, going to contribute. No, it's okay. But like, it's I, you can go ahead and contribute. That's no, because now it feels out of place. Yeah. No, it's totally okay. Nate knows I'm always right, too. Right, babe? Mm. <laughs> but we're both always right, so it's a hard life for us because 
one of us has to give up. No. And I'm we not don't always, like to give up. I'm not Either always of us. right. Everything is just my opinion, but it's true. That's what That's Nate all. says. And it's I say I'm always right. It's just my opinion, but it's true. Yeah. So. And you just have to find your that way to That goes well for us often. With someone that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to wait for the other person's correct opinion to become your opinion. That's all it well, is. Well, I don't think that me and Jess fight too much about who's right. But when we do get into an argument, it is a race to the victim card. <laughs> Whoever can grab that victim card the <laughs> fastest and hold it up in front of the other person. What do you mean? Like, like by I saying like. I am the victim. You are the meanie. Look and poor oh, me. Oh, my word. You, you did this, and that hurt me, and that's why I responded the way it did, because you were mean to me. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and well. whichever one of you can stake your claim around the victim. Co- Once we figured this out, it actually becomes funny, because I'll be like, oh, we really got to that fast, didn't we? <laughs> Look at you. You're the victim. I'm the meanie. I you see guys how do that in a fight? We will do that. And then do you laugh? Like, does <laughs> yeah, that break up the fight? I legitimately mean, laugh about it. I feel like Nate and I, I kind of fight dirty a little bit. Like, <laughs> like our last fight, Nate, it was actually, Nate, did, Nate yelled at himself. In, in the fight. Like, the fight started with him yelling at himself because he dumped his water. I dumped my water. I Okay. We've had a long-standing debate in our house because we don't have end tables by our couch. And it frustrates me. Because Nate wants to put his water no on the end table. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah. 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 So I set my cup on the arm of the couch, thinking the instant I did it, this is not a good idea. And then I sat down. It fell off a full Yeti cup of water. And the lid popped off, and it dumped into the register, register next on the, to the floor couch. next yeah. to the couch. So it's in our ductwork. So Nate, entire cup full. Nate like, okay. y- was like yelling because at he myself. was like mad at himself and that I he did this. And I frightened my children. And I was like, why would you put your cup on the side of the couch? Like, that's literally the dumbest place <laughs> to put your cup. But I say that when he comes into the kitchen to apologize, because I like I yelled at this him for yelling. This was after the initial thing, and I was coming in he to apologize. He feels bad about He himself. yelled. I yelled at him for yelling because the kids are in the room. That doesn't make any sense, we but I mo- did. I had a moment with and the kids. And then Nate comes into right, the kitchen obviously. and is like apologize. He goes to apologize to me, and he's like, "I'm sorry for." It. And I look at him, and I'm she like, "That was literally me. the dumbest place to put your cup." And Nate was like. <laughs> I come to apologize and you use dumbest place. And he was like so mad. We were both mad at each other. And we didn't talk for like the next hour and a half while we're putting our kids to bed. We're like, <laughs> we talked yes. to our children. Like we were talking to our kids and <laughs> Nate would like ask me a question and be like, yeah, that's fine. Like literally. And then after they went to bed, I was like, we've got to address this. So I like sat down and I was like, I'm sorry for trying to tell you that that was stupid when you were trying to apologize to me, but it was dumb. But I'm sorry for it. Like that's kind of how I fight. Like so it, I'm sorry I was you right. were stupid. I was right for saying what I wanted to say, but I'm sorry. Right? Like that's basically how. And then Nate is so loving and is always like, I forgive you. <laughs> and it's over then. Because he forgives very I like well. That. So yeah, that's how we fight. That, that goes back to a running joke that me and Nelson have had about an apology economy. Oh yeah, have I told I you love about that. this? Yes. No, what is it? The apology economy is like I'm an sorry apology for- is like a gift. Okay, it's only good if it's accepted, right? 
So the problem, what you should do when you give an apology and someone doesn't accept it, you should just take it back and be like, actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. You didn't accept it. I'm totally good now. I tried to offer you an apology. You didn't take it. So I'm actually just going to take that back. Okay. Because if you don't do it, then the apology just floats around in the air and it's an unaccepted apology. Like it's just a free range apology. Yes. So what needs to happen is somebody needs to bank these apologies <laughs> that are floating around unaccepted. We just need to create like a credit system that just goes out and gathers them and collects them. And it's like, well, Kayla did not apologize for this last thing that she did. <laughs> but if you'd be willing to accept her apology from two years ago for that other thing that she did, <laughs> I think we can make this right. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's... you don't like that one? What about the one from 15 weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> where she was like, and and so like you could just draw on these unaccepted Other apologies, apologies okay. if you didn't take your apology back. But if you went ahead and took it back, then it's not still floating out there. Let's talk about what's not an apology. When you say, "I'm sorry that you feel that way," so like that's not an apology. So like, hold on. One of the things that I was talking about during church <laughs> today, your dad said something about like. Christmas is like a gift and something, and a gift is only good if it's accepted. And I leaned over to Justin and said, like an apology. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my word. We have come full speaking, circle. Speaking of my dad. What were you saying, though? Wait, go, wait. Go. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I'm okay. holding. This is just a quick thing. Don't speaking forget. of my dad, last week when he was talking about digging wells, and he kept saying, dig it, I just wanted to hear one from him like big can you dig, dig it? it i wanted to hear it so bad why what's that from bob the it's builder from, no no it's <laughs> not from bob the builder kayla no that is from oh the they Warrior. say can you fix it that is from never mind that's from the warriors the movie the warriors it's a gang movie from the oh, okay. 70s or 80s but i just wanted to hear it i just wanted to hear him say it he wouldn't have known what the reference was but Dang, I wanted to hear him say it, and he didn't say it. <laughs> okay, where were you That at? means nothing to me. I, know. I was going to say an Bob apology that is not an apology is when you say, I'm sorry you felt that way when I said that. <laughs> I'm sorry you now, felt that way. Now, an acceptable like, apology not is acceptable. an acceptable version of that, though, is I'm sorry I made you feel that way when I did such and such a thing. That is acceptable. But saying, I'm sorry that you felt that way, that's just saying... Uh, yeah, you I, didn't. I was I'm sorry right that again. You have a problem, and, and I'm okay. you did not feel the right way about what I said. Like yeah. that's basically what you're saying. So yeah. guys, if you're doing that, stop it. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's you not feel okay. That yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if I've. Used I've that. told people I'm sorry you feel that way before, but not, not in a not in a, an apologetic sense. But it's like one of those situations where I'm like, okay, there is nothing wrong. You were just picking a picking a. You just want to be offended. So I'm like, I'm, I feel I'm, like I'm Nate and I have possibly said things like that <laughs> in the past when we've been like, before we knew how to fight well, we would probably say like, well, I'm sorry you feel like that. But like now we do a little better. Yeah. And we say, Go I'm away. sorry that I said that was the <laughs> stupidest place to put your cup. <laughs> yes. No, we've gotten much better. And having children has forced us to do that because we... Tell them to apologize in certain ways, and then we've got to learn. And to we, do the same and thing. we, yes, and we say, ah, we make them say, I'm sorry for, and they have to say what they did, and then they have to say, Will you forgive me? And because I feel like it, like maybe that's why when you just like leave an apology out there and you don't say, right. Will you forgive me? Like, at least they could say, no, I don't. It's got to be accepted. Right. So we like to say, will you forgive me? Because it's easier for the other person to accept your apology. I feel like when you say, like, I was wrong, will you forgive me? Nate's dad actually has been talking about this. Yeah. So um, so that's what we have to do. I need to do that more because I'm not good at the resolve thing. I'll just be like, 
yeah, I'm sorry for being a jerk. And then <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm sorry for my part in all of this as well. And I'll be just be like, I love you. Yeah. And we're done. Okay. Like, well, and but it's not, but I didn't ever actually ask for forgiveness because there's still a little bit part of me that's like, doggone, I feel like part of me was still right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing is I don't let my kids say it's okay because it's not okay. Because it's not okay that you like that he hit you or whatever, or yeah. it's not okay that she slapped you in the face. Like, right. so strong should not tell Eowyn it's okay. Like it's not okay. That's why she's apologizing. Yeah. So today, or I don't, were we apologizing for something today? I can't remember, but Nate said, it's okay to me. And I was like, it's not okay. I'm trying to apologize to you. And Nate was like, you're right. I forgive you. <laughs> I don't remember when that happened. Was that That's today? That was, was that yesterday? I think, that I think it was last night, last <laughs> night when, when I was stressed out. So I don't know. That is your um, lesson on apologies, guys. Yeah. How to give and accept an apology well. And I well. think good couples do have more of these than less of these. More fights? Yes. Yeah. yeah more, more fights and getting things. Learn how like, to fight correctly. Well, not, not fights. I'm, I'm talking about like these can be loud disagreements. I mean, it's not like you're actually, uh, I don't know, coming to blows over something or no. like. Uh, screaming at each other for hours on end. That's, Although you guys, you you and Jess loud agree. I've heard you loud agree many times. Where we agree on the same thing and we're still going at Loudly, it? yes. Well, I've maybe, maybe Nate and times. I are disagreeing while Sheldon and Jess are agreeing and it just gets louder and yeah. louder. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, like... Although we loud disagree as well. Yes, We I'm loud sure. everything. When us four are together... It is loud. Loud, so loud. We thought about having all four of us on the podcast, but we might break the entire internet. That could that could happen. Like explode it. No, guys. violently. Yeah. But oh my word. I think we covered it. Yeah. This has been fun. All kinds <laughs> of weirdness, but I've enjoyed I it greatly. I am sweating. Like I literally sweat That's through my. You have a sweatshirt, a blanket. I literally slippers, sweat through socks. my sweatshirt, guys. I am not a sweater. I have like, do you do I have pit marks? Like bit. it is wet. I was you, so you nervous. Realize, you did not have to out yourself here because I was so nervous being on this podcast. But it was very easy. Yeah. So if the guys ask you to be on the podcast, it's so easy and it's so fun. The first forty minutes flew by, <laughs> and now we're at a minute and twenty. Oh my word, we've doubled our time. We're at an hour and twenty minutes. An hour and twenty. We are one of the long podcasts that you get mad about. That it should just be. An I'm going to stop your talking. Fault. It is my fault. This it's could have been over we, 20 minutes. It's because we didn't have a plan. It's your fault. I, <laughs> I will shut and up. And because you brought up poop. All right. Well, on that note, thank you guys it got so it much. Rolling, didn't it? Thank you guys so much for hanging out with Donald us. Donald Trump. What? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for joining us in the conversation today. No, you don't get to do this that. Has been the you, don't, you don't get to do that. That is not your job. <laughs> That is not even okay. it. End it. End All right, it. guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining the conversation today. The Things We Say is produced by Nate Ward. Technical direction is provided by Sheldon Stauffer. You can subscribe to The Things We Say on SoundCloud and iTunes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Things We Say Podcast to keep the conversation going. This has been The Things We Say. See you next time.